Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. Welcome back. Episode 44. Shout out Marlo, Marlon Humphrey of the Ravens, wearing number 44. Great number, great cornerback, great episode of Chopping Lines Ahead. The boys are back. Doc Ward across the way, producer Joe on the track. Great to see you guys. Oh yeah. We're going to we're going to get started with the NBA. Mm. And this is not a this is not a repeat episode here. MB day. Well, we'll get into that in a minute, but Ja Morant, back in the news, pulled a gun on Instagram Live. Right. He is indefinitely suspended from the Grizzlies. I don't don't understand what you need to do. I think his friend's name is Devontae Pack. Something like that is a pretty funny, pretty funny. Devontae Pack. Uh, He's smoking... Jaws' career right now. Yeah, and that just lends more credence to the whatever the rumors or the scuttlebutt surrounding the lasers being pointed at the Pacers yeah. bus. Um, yeah, this dude is straight trouble. Like, yeah, and it's so unnecessary. I mean, this is or they're the trouble together. Cautionary tale they always talk about. It's like your friends from home, like needs to be your friends from home. Like, don't don't bring them along. Yeah, because they're only going to bring you. Yeah. Which is seemingly what's happening because, you know, for all intents or for, for, for what we know, Jaws' background is was not one of the streets necessarily. <laughs> not seeming. Kind of been on a path to, you know, basketball stardom since a young age. Dude's fantastic, yeah. Right. So this is just, you know, just screaming, putting on an act or whatever, but also just self-destruction. 100%. Which is sad to see. I mean, you would like to think that the, what was it, an eighth game suspension earlier in the year, two months ago even, would have been more of a wake-up call. Uh, lied right to Jalen Rose's face in the in the white right, suit. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's just like when he was like went to rehab for it. And, like you know, 10 days. And like learned some box breathing techniques. It's like, what? That's not what this is. Don't don't go flashing guns, guns out. Yeah, yeah exactly. don't. At least don't do it on Instagram or like your social media. Like it's not asking a lot. And so what happens now? I mean, I you know, you would like it would it's definitely going to be a more severe punishment. It was first sure. the 8 games was just levied by the Grizzlies, I believe. I don't think that the NBA even really enacted that, at least not officially. It was the, a team suspension. And that's what this is so far as well. It's just he's been suspended from team activities, which what is going on really right now? Anyway, Locker cleaning. But you have, I, I've heard 20 games, maybe 40. Could be a whole year. It depends. What if Adam Silver wants to make a point here? Because he's always been thought of as being pretty toothless i feel like and player friendly uh he came out today said he was shocked about john morant and that's the decision one thing about making it is not shocking not, it's not at all unfortunately no unfortunately no and i'm i'm seeing that like 40 or 41 so half the season uh is kind of the number i'm seeing a lot of yeah be a good chunk of money out of his pocket as well and like we said we've been saying this now for a couple episodes but 
how quickly they became the most fun, young, up-and-coming team, exciting, and you wanted to root for them, too. The absolute villains of the league. And, like, not even fun villains. Not even fun villains. They're just hateable. They're phonies. They got spanked by the Lakers. Yeah, they talk and talk, and then they just blow it. First round exit. As the two speaking seed. of getting spanked and exiting, the fucking Celtics showed up and really just took it to the Philadelphia 76ers in that game seven on Sunday. That second Mother's half, Day, May 14th. That second half was incredible. Yeah. By Jason Tatum. He went off. Especially, but the Celtics as a whole. Mm -hmm. I think they outscored the 76ers 33 to 5 Mm. in the third quarter. Yeah. uh, Or at least went on that that level of a run. It was, and I actually watched that whole game. It was a, I thought the Sixers looked great in the first half. I think they were leading by two or four. Was hopeful. Was cheering for them. Mm -hmm. And then they just flat out bricked. Uh, Harden was terrible, three of eleven. Yeah, and Bead only had fifteen points. Fifteen, eight, and one on thirty-eight minutes, which you want more out of your MVP, and that's yes. why he's got a lot to answer for and a lot of answering too. But he doesn't seem to want to do it. His quote after the game: "It can't just be me and James." Well, it wasn't you and James anyway. Not at all. <laughs> so who can it be now? Who can it? And you know what that is. Men at work. Now, here's another man out of work. Glenn Doc Rivers. Your former co-worker. Yes. Former doctor. <laughs> yes, that's right. He lost his coat. Uh, six and ten in game sevens as a coach. He's blown three 3-1 three, leads, four 3-2 leads, and one 2-0 leads. I mean, that's a pretty bismal dismal and abysmal record he is the antithesis of clutch the moment is too big for him uh if you're ever wondering i've got some (laughs) i've got some more statistics on him even uh so you mentioned he has 10 losses in game sevens uh the the second most ever by Mm. any other coach is five so he has double of that uh he has lost the his last five consecutive game sevens by an average of 14 points and when he's leading in a series, so yeah. any amount when they're up, 17 and 33 is wow. his record. So he loses double, right. essentially, as often as you want. Shout out to part of my take. That's not what you want, you know. And he's so good for so much of the season. And then it's just, I don't understand it. And Bede was awful. Harden was terrible. Maxi couldn't get it going. Right. Um, yeah, just Raises some questions. coming out flat. Yeah, and maybe that's a coaching thing or maybe that's a team thing. I mean, there doesn't seem to be much of a leader on that team, you know. I mean, with and with Embiid's, it can't just be me and James. It's like, well, and granted you had an injury, but you didn't play in game one of the series. The first game you did come back, game two, was, I think, pretty similar to this game yeah, seven performance. So it's stole like, game one. I don't know, dude. Like you're just throwing people under the bus, Maxi, who did show up for a game or two. Harden had two forty-plus point games, so it's like, Embiid, take a look around, and we need some accountability. You've never made an Eastern Conference Finals, and no. You bitched and moaned about wanting to be the MVP, and you got it. But heavy is the head that wears the crown. 
you mentioned Harden having two 40-point games. The other five games combined, he had like 67 points. Wow, yeah. Crazy. Uh, huge failure out in Philadelphia. We'll talk about the Celtics in a little bit here. But shout out Jason Tatum. He was fucking incredible. Game seven. The other series out east, Miami beats the Knicks in game six. A poet, and I didn't know it. The Knicks have some tough questions ahead. It appears that Jalen Brunson mm. can be probably like a 1B mm-hmm. star. Yeah. I'm out on Randall. Yeah. And I think Barrett, if he's like your fourth guy, right. is the value that they're kind of paying him at. Right. Uh, but so if you get an, a true number one to go alongside Brunson, then you can fill in the piece. Uh, Barrett stays. Yeah, and you move you Randall in the, in the process. Yeah. Uh, I like the sound of that because I do like there's some I like Barrett, you know, he, yeah, I think he has he's an fine. upside to him. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I Randall. Yeah, he just looks lost at too many points. He's talking about how it seems like the Heat want it more. Well, it seems like you at least wanted it less. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I would I would say he's. It's going to be some weird changes ahead if the next one to be competitive. And I feel like. can't wait for this. Celtics Heat matchup, a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, it will be. And Jimmy said, hey, "We're gonna be back. It ain't gonna happen again. We're gonna we're gonna get better and build on this. We'll see you next year." And he's that's been a prophecy that's been playing out so far. A man of his word. They've Jimmy Butler is so. How can you bet against him? In, yeah, in I mean, Jimmy, playoff Jimmy. It's like, Jimmy, playoff Jimmy. And I'm trying, like, I don't know if they have a secondary perimeter defender to be able to switch off with Brown and Tatum that's going to be able to help them enough on defense to slow down the Celtics. And I don't know if they have enough offense Well, either. speaking with Hero out, but you never know. What if there's a Duncan Robinson sighting? Sure. He's, he can get hot. I mean, he can give you, if he gives you two or three good nights – that might be all you need. That might be all you need. And uh, Max Struess played pretty well. But I need, called you back. <laughs> need uh, need Bam Adebayo. That's an all-time name. Protecting yeah. the rim. How, to, man, how about it? They uh, game one tonight up in Boston. Looking forward to that. But going over to the Western Conference, and like many meals that I've had with Curry, we have some long runs. And they all end up in the toilet. <laughs> and, and here we are, Golden State. It was not really even that fun of a series. It was kind of like Steph playing hero ball yeah. and hoping that somebody else would step up. Anybody else would yeah. step up. He got a little bit, but not Yeah, enough. but that, and, and like the run may have come to an end. It's just everyone's aging out. Curry's still great. He's incredible, but... You know, Draymond and Clay are kind of sketchy now with their age. I mean, they're not productive, let's say that. Jordan Poole, who was supposed to be the next guy, seems to be a prick. Totally and also, like, too. yeah, disappeared in crunch time. And interestingly enough, in an, in an interview, whether, whether it was given today or yesterday, I'm not sure, but Steve Kerr said, quote, this was not a championship team and that it's, quote, hard for that not to infect the team. For Referencing sure. the Draymond Green punch of, of Jordan Poole. Now, and in that video, if you remember from the beginning of the season, 
when this was happening during a practice, like a, a practice, or like uh, even like shoot around camp leading up yeah. to the season. Um, no one came and rushed over to like break it up or like admonish Draymond. Like you could kind of get the vibe in the room where it's like, all right, glad <laughs> someone did it. That's whatever. Like, glad he yeah. did it, not me. So it, there seems to be something rotten in the Bay Area. Yeah, it's Clay was like two of twelve from three in Game Six. He was awful all series. And, and he's a, just got no lateral movement anymore. He's no. a defensive liability. Like, and for a guy, especially on offense, like it's very surprising to me that he can't even be like in that Kyle Corver role where he's just like spot up just three, just stand in the corner. Yeah, like because like he's not making old school way. He, of doing yeah, that, yeah, he's just doing nothing for them right now. I think he's like thirty five, thirty four. So he's mm-hmm. you know well on the way out as far as that goes. I don't know if he definitely can't be their second piece. Probably not even their third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond still does enough on defense p- and passing. Mm-hmm. So I think he's. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. But very interesting things ahead in the Bay Area. Some more interesting things have already started to transpire down in Phoenix. The Suns pump Monty Williams out the door. They lose by twenty-five in Game Six to Denver. Yeah, it was what a clown show. It was, was awful. Yeah, and I don't want to hear. I like Kevin Durant, great player, sure, but beat me, miss me with that. I don't care for him really anymore, and I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it feels like his better days are pretty much behind. And him, I give him shit, but I feel like a lot of people don't. I mean, the amount of shit LeBron has gotten for chasing rings and being team GM, or like at least he <laughs> fucking wins rings right. by himself. He makes everything one around him better. It's like the Durant effect has seemingly been outside of going to Golden State, which was anyone could have gone there for, and picked up a couple of rings. Right. It's just like, damn. It's just every every situation you go to has ends up sad. And it's <laughs> crazy to think how two years ago. He was like one inch from going to the right. finals. Yeah, and half a shoe size. Half a shoe, yeah, literally. And now he's out in Phoenix. Chris Paul, I can't imagine they they really want to bring him back. I mean, Devin Booker and Durant are the key pieces to build around. DeAndre I Ayton. I almost feel like Chris Paul should just retire. I'd probably be doing because everyone a favor. Like with each season, you're now hurting your legacy. Yeah, do everyone a favor and call it. Aiton, like you said, got his bag. He's good. Yeah, he's checked. <laughs> out. He's since checked out. <laughs> yeah, I. It doesn't look good down in the desert. But to the Western Conference Finals, Denver versus the Los Angeles Lakers. They played last night. The Nuggets came out really strong, up big early, up big most of the game. Jokic almost had a double double. In the first quarter. Yeah, I know. And I was watching. I watched the first half and then maybe a bit of the third before calling it quits. But, yeah, it was still fun to watch. I mean, a lot of good basketball there. Joker's just so fun to watch. Jamal Murray was, you know, playing well in the moments I was watching. And even, you know, Anthony Davis. He had a really awesome block on Joker at like, the end of the half. It was great. Yeah, 40 points. And, really, the Lakers played Pretty well, LeBron. LeBron, even though he 
fallen in love with the three too much. He missed, took a bad one late, but missed a couple more late, and eventually had the turnover that was stripped by Jokic. Um, that was at like the very, very, very end. Yeah, and but twenty six points, twelve rebounds. Like you think between that and AD, it's the game got close. I'll just say that they had a chance to tie it late. And Austin, that was Austin Reeves was awesome too. That was at altitude. So we'll have to see how the season or the series progresses. It could be a good one. Perhaps explains the slow start for the Lakers. But Jokic finishing his night 34 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, The dude is an absolute phenom. Big game up in Denver. I felt like at the going into the series, I felt like they were going to split. So I love the Lakers Mm. to win game two. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first based on that. But we're moving from one playoff series to the next, or situation rather, than series. We're moving to the NHL. Down go the Kraken. Yeah, they had a magical run in this their second season, correct? Is this their second? Yeah. So, great showing, and they have a lot to be, you know, proud of and hopeful for as the future, you know, pans out in front of them. Love the colors. But the Knights... March on again. They do. It's like three of four years they've been around or something. They're, like, that's a dynasty in weight. Like, that's kind of incredible to get this far that 75% of the time, yeah. Consistently. And I think for the Stanley Cup. to see out of your team. uh, 50% of the time. It'll be 75% if they make it again this year. So that's fucking crazy. Ah. And the young guns, the Connor McDavid's and Leon Dreisaitl's, they they are gone, vanquished, which that was kind of shocking because they were the star power, as it were, you know? It's kind of like that was like the junior version of the Bruins season. It's like, oh, you guys were the best team. You guys are the best young players. But it's hard to win in any, you know, of these sports. That's why... The Tom Brady, the the Patriots run, and all those things. That's what's like we just mentioned about the Knights. What's incredible about them? It's it's really hard to win every year. You know, a lot has to go right. You need a different gear overall. So, how upset do you think the NHL executives are at these series? You got Dallas versus Las Vegas, and. Florida versus Carolina. Like, you got the smallest market. Well, true. So maybe in a TV sense, yes. But I actually think it's a great opportunity for growth for the game. I agree. All southern cities. You know, the people from Canada and from Vermont and from Wisconsin and (laughs) the people over there in Finlandia, they're going to watch professional hockey, like and especially the championship games and then the stanley cup final but yeah i mean would they have loved it to be like the rangers the kings yeah yeah yeah, it's like yeah yeah i'm sure but i actually think it's also it's really cool that it's in these smaller markets and ones where hockey isn't the culture the prevailing culture certainly not yeah I, i agree with that it's also interesting not having like any of the classic teams, but also I think uh, 
all four of them are technically expansion teams to like a relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. Like outside of, I mean, I guess Dallas has been around a little longer. Really, but. Right. Most teams are kind of expansion teams, but they're relatively mm-hmm. kind of on the recent side. Dallas being the oldest one. And I believe that the original six teams, that's for sure. I believe whoever represents the East has never won a Stanley Cup either. So we have the potential for. Uh, I thought the Canes have won back in like 2003. Could be wrong. I don't know my NHL that much. But we'll have producer Joe checking in on that. But like Doc said, should be some really fun series in terms of what we're going to see on the ice. Mm. Not going to be generating the hugest numbers overall, at least nationally. But Yeah, Canes won in 2005-2006 mm. that season. Well, like what were some of the great hurricanes of that year? Then they, they Was the that Hurricane s- Ike? When, let's see. <laughs> They had the stalls then. I feel like There's they had usually every always stall. a good one. Though. Oh no, I <laughs> I actually did mean like the Literal name, the weather event. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I like what you did there. While we're looking that up, and feel free to interrupt me as soon as you see it, we'll move on over to Major League Baseball. The Rockies, Ryan Feltner, Ryan Feltner, he got drilled in the head. With a line drive, had a skull fracture. Wilma was the big one in Wilma. 05. There and I go. mean, that thing went bam, bam. It was, we almost went back to the Stone Age. See what you did there, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, hit in the head from a liner. He's stable, but he's going to miss a fairly substantial amount of time. Per his manager, makes sense to me. Someone we thought was going to miss a lot of time. Sped up on his way back. Bryce Harper had some great home runs over the last week. Also started a fight with the Rockies <laughs> Yeah, bench. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Jake Bird was the pitcher. Struck him out. Was talking a lot of shit allegedly to the bench. Harper was incensed. Uh, furious. He was ready to go. Furious. His mates. He was talking afterwards. He was saying like... Um, it's like you don't talk to the bench and then just run away to yours. Like you go, saying like he, he absolutely called it out. Good, I fuck with that. And you know, I've never been like the biggest Bryce Harper fan, but he does put his money where his mouth is. Like 100%. he will go follow up and say it to he'll talk his shit, clown question, bro. Which is <laughs> that's still God. legendary, even though that was what you would deem chachi. Uh, oh, it's still the... like such a funny thing that he sat there. <laughs> that was like, wasn't he at his locker? He's just like. Clown question, bro. It was about like drinking on his twenty-first birthday or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Got to respect him. Oh man! But love to see him back and being productive. Speaking after of such crazy dugouts and chirping, yes. did we see our little Aaron Judge thing? Wandering eye. Yeah, which is like very clearly was getting you know something. Yeah, I mean, I forget the name, but. The pitcher in question was like, yeah, I was tipping my pitches, like, blah, blah, blah. So that was what was going on. He Like, the explanation there was just like, you know, Booney got tossed, and they were talking smack, and it's like, that was bullshit, because you weren't 
a split second before the pitch coming in, looking over there as a way to be like, chill, guys. You're being too, like... You're, you're breaking you're, my rhythm, bro. Yeah, it's like, stop stop talking shit to our blood rivals. You know? It was very... And then he took a yard all the way. It was very suspicious. And like you said, like he he was in the box. Pitch was caught. And he right. was a very deliberate look. Oh, it yeah. wasn't a quick little glance. Oh, yeah. Uh, oddly enough, the next day... Starting pitcher Domingo Herman mm-hmm. in the midst of three innings of perfect baseball got ejected from the game after a substance check on his hand revealed a sticky band substance, mm. presumably not from celebrating his third of a perfect game. Mm. Uh, so a little bit of dirty work yeah. going up in the Bronx. Yeah, they, that is. That's shady. And White I, House plumbers. <laughs> love it. Love that. Um, I believe that they yeah, they're in fourth place right now in the AL East. They've got some injury problems. They're looking for any advantage mm-hmm. they can get. Mm-hmm. But the Orioles, twenty-seven and fifteen. Wow. Really great. I mean, across the board. Took been... that Pirates series, right? Yes, sir. Two out of three. We're amidst a four-game stand with the Angels, which we each team has won. We split the first two games. Correct. Let's, let's say that. And the unfortunate part is we hit Otani well. We unfortunately let him hit well yeah. as well. I mean, he's so that's he's incredible. That home run he hit was such a fucking bomb. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, that's why you paid the, the ticket to go see him. Correspondent Kev was there. Nice. In that's the, awesome. In the flesh. Uh, but they are 27-15. and 15, Had the seventh cycle in Orioles history. Cedric Mullins, that was fucking electric. That was, and yeah, watched it all happen, and it was great. Great game, and really cool. That home run was... That crowd was popping. Yeah, well-timed, I'll say that. Yeah, the announcer had <laughs> spoken. And, and the crowd was well-lit. Oh, yeah. You got the uh, splash zone going the on out there bath, now. Yep. The bird bath. There you go. That's the official name. But moving to the baby birds, the farm report, Colton Cowser and Jordan Westberg, they are still absolutely killing it down in Norfolk. There's only going to be so much time that they can be kept off the 40-man roster. D.L. Hall had a nice showing as well. Might be getting a look up here soon enough in the long relief position. Cade Povich back to form for Bowie. Mm. As crazy as Norfolk's got the best record in minor league baseball, Bowie's got like the second or third worst. Oh, wow. They are big talent discrepancies between the two, needless to say. Our boy Gene Pinto had two starts last week, eight and a third innings, 15 strikeouts, and he only gave up one run. The man is on fire. I think he's like sixth in all of minor league baseball mm. with strikeouts. And Jackson Holiday, our, our one of our other boys, Holiday. last night in a rain-shortened game, so they only played five innings, he went three for three with a double, a triple, a home run mm. and six RBI. Wow! And they lost like eight to six. <laughs> well, was, what a showing though. Dude went bananas, batting like three eighty five up in High A Aberdeen for the Iron Boards. They, he's going to be a fast riser. We have so much talent in the minor league system, and shout out as well to. 
Jefferson Caro, follower of the show, at least via social media. He had a three-home run night. He's a top 10 Brewers prospect as well, looking like he might be making his way up by the beginning of next year. Our standings for the major leagues overall, we got the Rays, Twins, and Rangers still ahead in the AL, no change there. Atlanta and the Dodgers still ahead of their respective divisions, but the Brewers have overtaken the Pirates, the Brew Crew, Duck. The Brew Crew. Taking the lead of the NL Central. A lot of time left, though, in that season. We'll see how things shake out. Not a lot of NFL news this week, and really a lot of it seemed to be more revolved around the media. We have Matt Ryan signing a contract to be an analyst for CBS if and when he retires, which I don't know why he wouldn't do right now. Right. Personally. Yeah, just retire and get that money and get your foot in the door because no one's really clamoring for Matt Ryan, A, in the league, or B, calling games or being an in-studio analyst. So take that opportunity well, it comes because you're pretty Casper Milktoast. I don't know. What's, <laughs> I guess you're going to be the Phil Simms seat once he. It's like the Supreme Court. It's like when <laughs> Phil Simms retires or dies out, it's going to be like, eh, we need another like really pasty, kind of okay to really good quarterback, but not super great. And we need you, Matt Ryan. Drew Reese, you can come too, I guess. Like, you can't blow this lead, right? <laughs> Philip Rivers will be. The Boomer, Esiason. I bet he would actually be pretty fun. I'd love to hear him just try to, like, rivers cuss the whole way through yeah, a, yeah, through an animal. Yeah. Or a broadcast, yeah, rather. Yeah, yeah. Cheese and rice. A little more news on the media front. Pat McAfee leaving FanDuel for yeah, ESPN. Yeah. And what's that all about? I thought he had a little bit of a pirate ship over there. I thought he did too, and I thought he was pretty anti-ESPN, kind yeah. of like go to the beat of your own drum, produce what you want, sure. not answer to anybody. So I was very surprised about this move. Yeah. Um, but there is a prestige with ESPN and, and sure. uh, you know, a prestige and just a visibility. 100%. I mean, you can, you're going to be... All over the place. I mean, and FanDuel's big, and I—I I mean, I'm, a lot of people are keyed into that with their gambling. I don't know how many people watch the shows. I know Pat McAfee was huge. I'm—I'm I'm not questioning him. Yeah, yeah. In the my girl Kay Adams left Good Morning Football for greener pastures, or so she thought. To have a, she has uh, her own show, Up and Adams, on FanDuel. But I, outside of like Instagram breakout clips, I've not. See, I don't watch FanDuel TV. I sure. don't have. I don't have that. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Pat McAfee fan, I think the ESPN move should be okay with you. I mean, what was he saying? Was that was like, was he able to like cuss on that show, or did they do like really I, raunchy things? I don't think. Or was it just like, I think he just kinda... he's just in a tank top and yells with like a red face, and and that's entertaining. I mean, I'm not yeah, shitting yeah, on sure. him, but it's like I think ESPN will let him do that still. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He's not quite like barstool level of. Yeah, I mean he he's pretty like you know. You could let your kid watch Pat McAfee. Maybe not. Well, well not when Aaron Rodgers is on. Well, but. sure. I mean, <laughs> Dad, what's ayahuasca? Something underneath Iowa skies. <laughs> A lot of corn up there under those skies. Josh Harris had a great conference the other day with the press said that he believes that there's going to be a big boost in ticket sales as well as attendance 
They're going to have mm. a lot more luck with stadium negotiations and sponsorships once Stan Snyder is out. And to that I say, Josh, is the, is the sky blue? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, how could there not be? He is the spurn of the city. Really yeah, the just region. a natural, like a dead weight has been caught, you know. But A, a region starved for... I would be weary of such an awesome rebound, though. I mean, you got to put product on the field now. Yeah, and... The king is dead. The witch is dead. <laughs> the witch, more so. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they are... Ding dong, the witch is dead. I don't know if uh, if I'd quite say they're tanking, rolling with Sam Howell at quarterback, but I could see them having some appeal in chasing Caleb Williams next year if they can get a high enough draft pick. Because I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Yeah. But we'll see. Right. Another backup quarterback, or at least should be, Mason Rudolph re-signing with Pittsburgh. Hopefully he can avoid Miles Garrett while he's out there. You don't want to play in any reindeer games with Miles Garrett. <laughs> Moving ahead. Big weekend coming at us. PGA Championship, the second major of the year. Yeah, can't wait. Pretty and exciting. what used to be the fourth major of the year, it was always played in August and, you know, was, you know, a lot of times at your whistling straights or your uh pick northern you know climbs like your detroit country club all those places even up in new york i mean this is at new york right now in may upstate new york pittsburgh new york to be exact suburb of rochester at oak hill country club the problem is today they were teeing off that 7 a.m. practice groups were going off. It was 38 degrees. You. I mean, this is like spring in upstate New York. Imagine spring in Wisconsin or anywhere like that. Sure. It's like a lot of these venues are going to be out, at least for the PGA. Maybe they can be playing, they can switch to a U.S. Open thing. Because even by, in a month, by mid-June, even these places I just named won't be, there's not going to be snow on the ground. But mm -hmm. honestly, mid-May in upstate New York, or in Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee, places like that, it could, it's fucking winter. Yes. Or at least has the possibility to be. At has any the capability point. for a couple of days. But it's great. You know, Donald Ross design, he's one of the fathers of American golf course design. Actually, a Scotsman, I believe, was apprentice under old Tom Morris at St. Andrews. But uh, the course was built in 1901. Uh, They've had a lot of championships there, maybe uh, close to nine of the amateur U.S. Open or PGA variety, even a Ryder Cup, I think, in 95 or so. Past champions at this course, Lee Trevino, Jack Nicholas, Curtis Strange, Jason Duffner. Um, so it's pretty storied. And at 7,300 yards, basically 7,400 yards, pretty fucking long. So it's going to be a bomber's paradise, uh, even with the rough being up. It may look like that wing foot Bryson DeChambeau victory when he kind of, or was that Shinnecock? I can't remember. But the bomb and gouge may work this week if you can pull it off because they've taken down a lot of trees there since they last played in, I believe, 2013 when Duffner won, opening up some more shot shapes and whatnot. So should be great. Uh, things to look for. You know, John Rahm. 
coming off the Masters win. If he wins this, he did he bring his this. broom? Yeah, this will be in. Uh, yeah, exactly. You got Spieth,y who's got a you know wrist injury. You got Rory, who's coming back, and all of this. You got the live guys still, and that's not so much of a storyline anymore, just because I think the dust is kind of settled for now. Uh, but you know, if one of them wins it or plays well, you, you can hear some more chatter of that. But yeah, just exciting times. Love the major, and I think it'll be cool to see this course. Yeah, I'm on TV. Definitely looking forward. I think we got some rain in the forecast here ourselves, so should be some good, good possibilities to be indoors watching the action unfold while we're all here. Why don't we at least, well, I don't know if it's any, I did not include my winner in my rhyme time. I'm looking at the odds here. Scotty's the favorite, which makes sense. And Scotty could definitely run away with this. But as a betting man, Cameron Smith, Mr. Cameron Smith of the Leap Tool at plus 3,400 is very appetizing money. And he's playing good golf. At least from what I've heard uh, from the live circuit. Have you watched any? I'll take another. I'll take someone. Uh, another Cameron then. Keep it in house. With Cameron Young, I believe, was at plus 3,300 odds for him. New York boy. All um, right. Keep it I in state. I think father was a PGA professional. So let's have that fairy book thing. And he's been knocking at the door. Sure, Billy. Producer Joe, you got a winner for us? Yeah, I can pick something. I took some. your boy. Yeah, I know. I can't pick him, can I? Um, Not today. <laughs> off top, I guess let's go Tony Fino. Kind of love that pick. Kind of yeah, love that pick. It's a bomber's paradise. Yeah, I think he, I don't know. That's just calling me. Calling me, calling me, calling me. Now, that's what Joe's hearing right now. Make sure to tune in. Starting tomorrow, should be some great golf ahead. Rhyme times here. This has been really rough going for us. Producer Joe struck out again last week. It's over your last six. Me and Doc only got one. So we're not exactly doing much better. We're all tied at three. We got plenty of time left in the spring fling. Let's see how things shape out. My hot spot, give me the Miami Heat plus eight and a half. I think that they're going to keep it close tonight. I'm not a thousand percent confident on them winning game one, but I don't think they get blown out. Mm. I don't care that it's in Boston. Nice. My hot spot will be Joker securing a triple double tomorrow night in game two at home. Which doesn't shouldn't seem like going out too far on a limb, but that's why it's a hot spot, folks. I'm gonna say um, the Canes. Uh, so I'm gonna say that the Canes are gonna win this first game against the Panthers by two goals. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I swear we don't discuss these beforehand, but my steer clear is of the Hurricanes. I think the Panthers. Are playing really well. I think they're rested. Hear them roar. There's a good uh, stat uh, of their goals against the Canes, goals against, and goals for that uh, outweigh the Panthers. 
Well, you know what? So we'll see. That'll be interesting. Panthers generally survive hurricanes. So I've read. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Down in Florida. And I won't say to what degree, but my steer clear is of the heat tonight in game one. I don't think they're going to win. That means I think they're going to lose. The math adds up. The math adds up here on Chopping Lines. Producer Joe, are you steering clear? I'm uh, steering clear of the stars. I'd like to see uh, the, the Golden Knights take this first game. I think that that is a pretty safe bet. What we will see. My top prop, I alluded to it earlier on the show. I wasn't sure quite how to prop this. But I'm going to take the Lakers by double digits. Mm, big win. I, I think that, like I said, I think they're going to split. Yeah. I think that the Nuggets played incredibly well yeah. in game one. They shot lights out like 53% from three. But like the Lakers figured something out at the end. They did. They made a little run there. And I don't know if that's sustainable. Was that a 21-point deficit I they was. closed down? Cut I it mean, down to three. Sh- come on. So I, I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. The Nuggets are a well-coached team, and they're a good team overall. But I think that the Lakers will be very motivated not to lose, and whether it's by blowout or just by a sneaky little mm. sneaky little run at the end, they will win by 10-plus points. <laughs> My top prop will be we've discussed the weather in the northern parts of this country this time of year. And that's why with the seven, uh, let me see if I can get that. I just had that. The tea time for one Joel Damon, 7, 11 a.m. Thank you. Come again. It's a little too chilly to tee off. That's why the man famous for the bucket hat will be wearing a toboggan. So we'll get eyes on that first tea struck and report back. This time next week. It's going to be a cold one. Yeah, I like that. That's creative. That's nice. Uh, So, Atani just, like, really gave it to the O's the other night. I'm going to say he's going to go one for four this uh, this evening. Mm. It's definitely definitely possible. We got Kyle Bradish Bradish on the mound. Yeah. So, he's... I don't want to say he's totally hit or miss, but... When he's uh, when he's not hitting, he's missing. And I'm actually looking at FanDuel now. Uh, if I parlay Cam Smith to win Manfield. and uh, the Lakers by ten or more, that's that's plus twenty four thousand. So mm. fingers crossed. You hear mm. to hear first. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Great rhyme times though. We're all knotted up there. Three apiece. It's going to be a fun weekend ahead. Stay tuned to see how things go. So we have no trivia this week. Correspondent Kev's got a lot going on right now, but we're going to have him back sooner than later just for the sake of those keeping track. Doc had a 10-point score so far through the two months. Joe had five and I had two, so it was not super competitive. At the moment, but we'll see how things play out ASAP. Moving to our soapboxes to wrap things up. My first one today 
weird story I heard the other day about Bo Jackson. Don't know if any of you guys have heard anything about this. Apparently, has I've been... heard of Bo Jackson. Apparently, he's he's, he's a name. <laughs> I think he's related. Is he related to Bo Diddley? Some would say. Or Bo Biden. I forget. Some would say. He's apparently been dealing with hiccups for over a year uh, yeah. consecutively. Uh, he was quoted for saying that I've tried everything, being scared, drinking water upside down, sniffing a porcupine's ass, wow, um, among other things. That's some real backcountry fucking... <laughs> hey, if that's what works, well, I guess in this case it clearly did not work. Um, but definitely an interesting development. I hadn't heard anything about that. It's going to get some sort of surgery mm. on his diaphragm. Mm. Uh but that reminds times. me of how Tony Soprano had like a great great uncle in the old country that had hiccups for years and eventually drove the mule cart off the side of the cliff because no yeah couldn't live with it anymore. That's yeah. I, hiccups I love, are really uncomfortable. They're I, mean, uncomfortable. I couldn't imagine having those for a year straight. Yeah, trying I mean, to sleep with them. Right, like that'd be nuts. Or anything with them. How do they perform surgery without that being a complication? Like, that's a very good question like as well. They go down with the scalpel and. <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> they, they just have to, to time it out. They they set a metronome. <laughs> it's like, it have you ever tried drumming? <laughs> pick up, cut, pick up, cut. Pick right, up. exactly. Yeah, it's basically like uh, what that. What's the fucking war game? Oh, Surgery. operation, operation, operation yeah. I fucking don't make daddy and shit. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's like, uh, I don't know. But imagine that, playing that on a trampoline. <laughs> that's what it sure, is. Sure, yeah. yeah, pretty much. So I, I'd imagine maybe there's some very heavy sedatives out there. That's a good question, though, Joe. I like that. Um, I also think that next time Joe has the hiccups, we should try to find him a porcupine mm-hmm. to see if that works. Yeah. Because that's a new remedy that I am unfamiliar with. I, I never get the hiccups, so you'll be waiting for a while. That's okay. That means that when we do get them, it's going to be very serious, and the porcupine is going to be necessary. Now, have you tried any remedy, at-home remedies, like drinking through a paper towel? Yeah. Like, aren't you supposed to do that? I mean, It holding, doesn't work for me. Holding breath seems to be all right. I've 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 done that before, but... I just suffer. Yeah, but hiccups, man. Kill Miserable. Them. Miserable. My other soapbox, ah, it's dogs with their heads out the car window weather. Mm. And that's always really cool to be driving around town. Uh, and I thought them. you were going to go tragic or something. No, like no. Uh, luckily, I've... <laughs> so there was a fucking mailbox there. Well, luckily, I've only seen one dog fall out a window. Uh, not mine. But, <laughs> but not my window. <laughs> lo- love driving around <laughs> town, seeing a happy dog, seeing a happy pupper, mm. meeps in the wind, oh, the yeah. fur drawn back. Oh come on! Hard to beat it. Slobber all over the side of your car. Yeah, you know, man's sunshine on my goddamn shoulders, John Denver. Well, and that kind of leads into my soapbox because I didn't have one. But the fact that you brought up porcupines and then dogs reminds <laughs> me of one of the great childhood movies of Homeward Bound, where I believe Chance got a little friendly with one of those porcupines and came out with, you know, those, you know, little spines all in his muzzle. That was a fucked up scene as a kid, He nuzzled his muzzle. Like, just seeing that, it was like, like, the dog looks so hurt. It's like, imagine that in me. Like, like, that thing just lives in the forest, this fucking porcupine. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure they're designed super fucked up. Like, they're barbed up, so you can't pull them out. Wouldn't or they'll, like, inflict the most 
pain and destruction. But yeah, loved that shadow chance sassy. They were uh, it's a great name drops. Yeah, they were just you know family's pets uh, sent loose, run away, surviving the rabbits. got out. <laughs> yeah, surviving the. And then you had Shadow in the Mud Pit at the end. I mean, there was it was a great movie, but uh, yeah, watch it. I'm sure it's on Peacock. There was a great video of like the end of that movie when Gronk came out of retirement and they had Tom over. The yeah. girl's face, and then they had uh, Gronk Sassy. over Gronk over yeah. Sassy's and face. So Sassy was, uh, and that's great. I mean, let's do. We'll just get further. I mean, Shadow, the Golden Retriever, I believe, was voiced by Peebo Bryson, okay. who sang a lot of the Disney songs, at least the Aladdin one, I believe. Probably rich as fuck. Peebo Bryson. Then you had Chance. That was the the pit bull or some type of you like would know you know breeds a yeah. boxer. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. I mean, Michael J. Fox, okay. great. Yeah. And Alex what B. a Keaton. run. That was kind of the end of a movie run for him. That was whatever, the early 93, 94, maybe. Yeah. And then he moved kind of to TV, Spin City, all of that. Kind of taking up the old TV mantle from where he started. On uh, What was that? Why can't I think of the name of that? Well, it'll come back around. And then Sally Field as Sassy. The Siamese cat. Meow. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Family ties. Homeward Bound. If you want to see some good 90s living, <laughs> tune into that. Yeah, Total Time Capsule. Oh, yeah. This is my power tools. <laughs> Producer Joe. Uh, yeah, I just want to complain about the price of books as I just went to a bookstore yesterday and rifling through the collections, trying to find something nice and interesting. Now that like classes are over, I'm not going to have much. So we're talking leisure books. Yeah. Leisure books, leisure reads. It's wild. Like, uh, fucking 200 page books are like $17 these days. I remember they were like six bucks, like 10 years ago. It's fucking absurd. It's just, I mean, it puts me off from fucking wanting to buy, like, to educate myself, fucking <laughs> do something to better myself. Like, I'm just going to read like, shitty sports blogs instead. It, it just <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, I don't know. I, and I, like, I need a fucking, like, real book, like, the tangibility, not having, like, a fucking Kindle. The smell. Like, I can yeah. All the these fucking things tactile. Free. You want your hands yeah, on it. Yes. And then I just, I just like looking back and seeing, like, the accomplishment of like reading this shit. Sure. Yeah. And the progress. Man in a digital world. Yeah, exactly. I am. No doubt about it. And uh, yeah, it's just absurd. Like a fucking John Steinbeck, like fucking that's not even a hundred pages. East of Eden. Oh, which John Steinbeck's not even a hundred pages? Of Mice and Men. Oh, the Pearl. Oh, that's the short story. Is that when diving for the... Yeah, exactly. And that shit's like $15. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. I'm not going to spend $15 to like read for fucking three hours and uh, yeah. i'm done and like humble brag but i have east of eden on my bedside table that's just been collecting dust this isn't about that but that motherfucker <laughs> is like 500 pages it's like okay i'll 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 buy that i'll bite if that's 15 dollars. Yeah, but sure. if this is something i can slip in my back pocket and it not feel any different than say my wallet or whatever 
No. It's worthless. Yeah, let's yeah. just. It's not worth eleven dollars. No, I mean, yeah. It's a five. Here's a five. Like, right. I mean, you get so, in, get out. You know. Thank God, like uh, fucking thrift books I just found yesterday. Uh, yeah. Sure. Everything that I was looking at that was like fifteen to twenty dollars. Nice. Four dollars. So, there you go. Um, That's yeah. great. I was gonna say you gotta find a used bookstore. Yeah. Well, yeah. we don't have any around here, not that I know of. Right. Doc, do you? Uh. Well, yeah. I mean, there you there used to be one. Um. But no, I don't know if in Salisbury right now if there is one. one but life. yeah, there's one in like on your way Long to Cambridge or, yeah, or yeah, Easton. Yeah. yeah unicorn books. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Rabbit Hill Music Shop, which no longer exists, but once did, and I stopped there once, and it was worth the stop, I'll say that. I think I stopped there exactly once as well. Yeah. But now it's just like a a tree service or something, I believe. Waste of a spot. That was a little mile marker. That was a, a roadside attraction. And if you've never done, been down to the eastern shore of Maryland, then you have absolutely no idea what we're talking right. about. But you learned a little history about Route 50 between Ocean City and the bridge. It's just past Hogneck Golf Course. Shout and out. And as well. Played there once. A lot once. of things happening just <laughs> once. <laughs> around. We passing through it, yeah. There's something poetic about that. Got a, right. Got a taste. That's Made it right. out alive. <laughs> so great. It's so like, <laughs> Folk song. All good things only happen once. Loved those boys. Loved those. 44 times. And this wraps up our 44th episode. That it does. That it does. A little housekeeping. Want to give a welcome to Logan Kurtz coming on as a new blog writer. Going to be our Phillies correspondent through the baseball season. So happy to have him. I believe his first article should be coming out tomorrow evening. So make... Make sure to make time for that. Welcome him on board. Junior Caminero, great name. The number five prospect in the Rays farm is going to be our minor league spotlight Friday as well. And the Orioles report is coming out Tuesday. We'll have a little PGA Championship preview as well. So it's going to be a lot going on on the blog. Make sure that you don't miss out we appreciate all your readers and we appreciate all your listeners it's been a great run 44 episodes as doc just mentioned and a good one here tonight joe shohai otani got out in his first at bat so he's over one so you need three more and a hit let's go i believe in you but unless anyone's got anything else we're gonna call it love y'all we'll do this same thing again, May 24th. Selena will be one years old then. That's crazy. Nice. Shout out, Selena. We'll have a little, we'll light a candle for that episode. And we'll bring out some cake for the recording. Appreciate y'all. This is Chopping Lines. Chopping Lines now. Chopping Lines.